is a little that, closer is that, to you. Is that, that was me moving oh, my mic. Sorry. No, no, this this scratchy sound. This is my beard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, ASMR. Nice. Ooh. All right. We're getting into the Lexi Awards. That's right. The 17th annual Lexi Awards. Every generation, there comes an <laughs> award show that changes the entire scape, the entire landscape of award shows. This is not that award show. That's so true. You're probably true. thinking of the Webby's. <laughs> I really don't want to talk about the Oscars. I <laughs> I feel like in the course of two days, yeah, the Oscars are already talked out. Right, right. I mean, we're just getting off of the uh, the Golden Globes, the Emmys, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm a little burnt out on that too as yeah. we enter our own award ceremony yeah. right now. Like I was planning you know, on it, but now I'm like. I don't know about that one. No, the Oscars can kick rocks. I'm sure that, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the in the next, what is it now, six episodes, we're going to talk about the winners mm-hmm. of said Oscars. So we will circle back to that, I'm sure. Yep. But until in then. In the meantime. In the meantime. The Lexi Awards, ladies and gentlemen. And everybody, welcome to the Lexi Awards with your host, us. Yep, As usual. Lex and Matt, you you should know that already. If you don't know that, I'm worried about you. Are you okay? It's a little concerning. <laughs> How did you even begin to listen to this show if you don't know who we are? Shuffle. Is there a podcast shuffle button? That would be interesting. I've never heard of that, I, but you're going to get a lot of dangerous stuff in there too. You're going to get some I would hate that. whatever type stuff mixed in there. because you So know, many white men. There's no shortage of three men with a microphone podcast. I'm subscribed to a couple, you know, but there's always another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're moving there's, out the way very, to make things a lot easier for them. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> very few that are good. That's true. I'm still making podcasts. I'm still. That's I'm still true. You're, you're still bucking the trend, you know? I'm still, I'm still doing written and directed by. That's my other podcast. You guys can catch me there. That's true. I only do that every other week, though. So. You know. And I'm doing Uncanny Magazine's podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm narrating over there. So, yeah, this this uh, this most recent story, uh, I know this is usually end of the episode stuff. Welcome to uh, episode 194, by the way. Um, this most recent story was, was a bit of a challenge because a lot of it was in Spanish. And I really oh, had to... Oh, uh, inglés. No, I had to go in and, and, and use some of the skills I picked up from um, Duolingo. SRS pronunciation and everything Beautiful. like that. So it was it was fun to put that into practice, you know? Yeah, that's cool. I'm yeah. pretty good about like hearing something and then repeating it. I just don't I don't retain it as much. Yeah. yeah. I understand. That's a problem. You know, I need, to that's... Read, I need to read Spanish more and try to speak like because I've taken like years of Spanish. Like I should I should be better than I am, but I'm not. You still got plenty of time and you got a lot more options now. So do what you got to do. Yeah. I recommend Duolingo. Uh, You know, we're running out of ethical companies to rep and, you know, vouch for. Everybody's laying people off. Consumption under capitalism anyway. No, there's not. But at least there used to be a little bit of, you know, gray area where you feel like, all right, at least I can kind of support these folks and, Feel mm-hmm. good about it at the end of the day, but no, Duolingo is leaning towards uh, generating because they they use a lot of like um, uh, fun anecdotal stories in their mm-hmm. in their teaching process. They're going to start leaning towards AI now, and yeah. that's a problem. They laid off a lot of people already regarding uh, I, that decision. There's a there's a um, apparently AI. Um, was trending today because something happened where they AI'd Taylor Swift into porn. Oh, and, yeah. And there's rumors that she's going to take action, and I hope she does. You should be, you should face actual jail time and be put on like a sex offender list for doing shit like that. There is a TikTok filter that will actually um, put Taylor's face on yours. That is very, very good at what it's doing yeah. i mean it's scary 
I I hope that she, with her power that she has, both like the capital in actual money and the capital of like her social status right now and her fame, I hope that she takes this to court and makes a really big deal out of it so that something is done about AI on a like big scale. Um, it would because be interesting. we need it would be interesting if she was the one to make that that move, you know. I mean, she's a she's the celebrity of all celebrities, yes. Uh yeah. however, I don't know if she's been as I don't I don't want to belittle anything that she's accomplished in her career, of course, in entertainment. She's fantastic. She does a great job. Uh she's amassed a, an army of followers and fans. Um, the whole world pays attention when she does something. I don't think she's ever used that for any type of message politically. Only that only to vote. Um, she has in the past been like registered to vote. They've seen huge spikes when she's done that. Uh, but yeah, she's she's not largely political um, publicly. And that's a huge criticism that she faces. And that's fair. Um, yeah. I think that it is very fair to, you know, criticize people that are that way, but also in particular white women, um, uh -huh. because we were a problem. So yeah, that it's fair. It's totally fair. Yeah. That's my computer making all that fan noise Ooh, right now. Fun. Yeah. So much fun. You know, I think the computer knows we're wrapping it up too. It's like, all right, I've, I've served <laughs> my purpose. It's, it's time to really wrap it up, wind down. All right. So how about we start talking about the dystopianness of it all and start talking about some things that we enjoyed from this past year. Yes. 2023 Lexi yeah. Awards. That's oh, right. Boy. So, you know, uh, we chose various categories. Actually, we yeah. choose the same categories pretty much every year. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we both chose our uh, our favorite Books, movies, games, uh, TV shows slash streaming shows, uh, music, which is always fun, and mm -hmm. our favorite podcasts. Um, and of course, you're more than welcome to chime in and let us know what your favorites are. We're still on Instagram. We're not on uh, Twitter as much because it's a hellscape. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to stop pushing that social. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The so, best way to yeah. get a hold of us is Instagram for sure. Instagram or a series of uh, telegraphs, you know, that's always fun. Um, shortwave radio. I will not answer those. You won't. <laughs> it would be so charming if somebody sent me like an American uh, Express. Not an American. What was it? Oh my Pony goodness, Express? Pony Express message or something yeah. like that. Oh man, oh man, I'd be such a fan. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> So uh, I had a bit of a of a of a, <laughs> a freeze. I had a bit of a, a stumper when I was trying to think of the, my favorite book that I read this year. And I know I read some stuff, um, but the majority of what I read is for Uncanny. I'm reading short stories all the oh, time, yeah. um, <clears throat> and I, I felt like that was a little self serving if I chose one of those because I mean they're all excellent. You know, you should definitely yeah. check out Uncanny Magazine. Um, because aside from the stories that I read on the podcast, they, they have a full magazine full of science fiction short stories that they publish that are from authors who are POC, who are LGBTQ, who are just, you know, excellent people. So check them out. Very, very good group of folks. Uh, but for my favorite book I read, I actually chose a comic and okay. I, I'm kind of happy about this choice that I made here because I... There are certain indie comic book characters that are incredibly famous. You know them. Um, their books have been published over and over, various countries, that sort of thing. You got Hellboy, you know, uh, The Tick, of course. Mm -hmm. You could even count Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they've never really been published by one of the bigger publishing companies, DC and Marvel. They've always been independent. Um, Mage, uh, you know, the characters in Walking Dead, Cerberus. But one that I never thought to check out until this year was Mike Allred's Madman. Oh, I've so, heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a character who's basically undead. He has no memory. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of like a Frankenstein sort of story. He's got blue skin, but he wears this costume that's all white, except for this stark red lightning bolt 
on his chest. That the, the shit it's shaped like a uh, like an exclamation point. It's fashioned like an exclamation point. Um, but it's just very geeky, very nerdy. It's very uh, you know pop comic sort of thing. It's got these these images that really just jump off the page. But it's so much fun, and it really is reminiscent of those old tick comics and Freakazoid and that sort of thing. And it's just like a it's like a palate cleanser. You know, there's a lot of dark stuff out there. There's a lot of dark comics mm-hmm. you can check out. But uh, Madman is an interesting read. It's it's a book that's gone on for decades. Like they have omnibuses out there uh, of these stories mm-hmm. that they've published recently. And what's great about it is, you know, omnibuses are, are, are pretty hefty. You know, usually, and they usually cost like over a hundred bucks. These are usually on sale for like half the price, so you can pick them oh, up for nice. cheap. And of course, you can always look for them on your library apps. That's where I read the first one. I just fell in love with the character. It's it's a fun read. It's an easy read. Um, you know, check that out. Check out Bone. Of course, Bone is always good if you got kids or whatever. It's an adventure. I've actually tale. never read Bone. I think you would like Bone. It's a like it's a little it's a little focused towards kids, but you know you could get it for the niece and nephew, and you know introduce them to the to the joy of comics and not Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I'm sure they have read comics at some point because Chris has read comics before. But yeah. yeah, well, that's a good one. That's one I always recommend. You know, yeah. uh, Bone. Uh, but I recommend to our listeners, Mike Allred's Madman. It's so much fun. Like I said, it's a great read. And, uh, you know, if you don't like it, then uh, we can't be friends. So Mm -hmm. there you go. My my book for this year, this was – so I've mostly listened to audiobooks, and I've thoroughly enjoyed that. I've talked about this in the past where I really like, you know, throwing on especially a memoir, just like listening Mm -hmm. to that um, while I'm working or working out or whatever. Um. <clears throat> so I chose Love Pamela, Pamela Anderson's biography uh, or memoir. I mean, it was she's a great writer, and hmm. she's just—I don't know—she has such a sweet soul. And just okay. hearing the entirety of her story through her reading it herself was incredibly powerful and beautiful. And I just—I genuinely enjoyed it, and I would highly recommend it. Now, were you a fan of her before going into this one or this was just kind of like, oh, you know, I've, I've been curious about her life for a long time. I want to know more about Pamela. She's I mean, she's like an, a cultural icon, you know, so it's it's mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say I was a fan. Um, I always thought she was cool, like because she was around. There were times in my life where she seemed like the butt of the joke and I laughed along like everyone else did. And that kind of makes you feel guilty when you read the book too. But yeah, I wasn't like, I was too young for things like Baywatch or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I was not too young for Baywatch, but <laughs> it just didn't, it didn't start, it didn't strike my fancy. Like I got it, but I didn't get it, get it, you know? You know, even if you don't really know anything about her going into it, it's still a very enjoyable book. That's true. Her, I, I mean, well, love, I shouldn't say that's true. I should say that a lot of these, a lot of these um, icons from mm-hmm. the '90s that were the center of controversy, who they always tried to play up as like the bad boy or the bad girl or whatever, you know, they've they've had their own journeys that have mm-hmm. gotten them to a certain space. And it seems like because you mentioned earlier how like she was the butt of the joke and everything like that, it's true. But I feel like that's more of a statement on the societal perception than the person themselves. Because if we had somebody like her today just coming on the scene, it would be more of a flavor of we need to protect her. She needs to get help. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like, uh, you know, the way they treat hopefully, Kanye. Yeah. But, you know, that's In a good thing. way. Like, hopefully in a, in good a way. positive way. Hopefully, um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it was really, really good. I'd recommend it. Was it better than Britney's? Yeah. Because I was. thought that's where you were gonna go with this. Like, I, oh, I don't think, I don't think it was as as scandal like or like as tell all as Britney's. But Britney not reading it herself harmed that book for me. She didn't read her own book. I feel like we talked about oh, this. Oh, wow! Michelle yeah. Williams. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I see. I thought you meant she like didn't proofread after. 
after it was done. She read the intro and then she's like, I can't read the book. So bye mm. kind of thing. And then Michelle Williams okay. read the book. And I felt like as great as Michelle Williams is, that kind of takes away from it. Yeah, it was it was an odd uh, choice for sure. Yeah. It's so funny. I was going to say DC's <laughs> Michelle Williams and then realize that that's do- both Dawson's Creek and Destiny's Child. So that doesn't <laughs> that's work. true. It doesn't work. <laughs> and yet again, it always comes <laughs> back to Abbott Elementary. I know. Uh, <laughs> the wonderful Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. <laughs> so good. All right. All right. Moving let's, on let's... to movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a couple. Uh, I had one more serious one and one just kind of fun one. Um, have you heard about this movie making the rounds called The Holdovers? Yes. Kayla really wants to watch it. We just haven't gotten around to it yet. Okay. I've heard I won't say great. too much about it. I don't want to spoil anything of it for people that will uh, hopefully check it out after listening to this. But Paul Giamatti is a fantastic actor. Paul Giamatti is one of those actors that, you know, if given a good script, he will show up. You know, yeah. unfortunately, um, you know, one of the things that comes to mind when you think of Paul Giamatti is uh, Big Fat Liar. The other thing that comes to mind when you think of him is the Rhino from Amazing Spider-Man 2, because that was a thing. Uh, yeah. But thing. aside from that, he's been in some excellent projects, and this is one of them. I think that movie fans, I think that people that just enjoy stories about character development that involve character development in, in, in such a, a complex way. Uh, I think this is one that folks are going to be talking about for a long time. It's it, fantastic. The, it's the on Peacock style, if you want to check it out. Yeah. Cause I saw the trailer for it when I went to the movies. I don't, I don't know which movie it was, but I, I was really impressed by like the style of how it's filmed and it was promoted. Mm-hmm. Like a 70s film. It's directed by Alexander Payne. <clears throat> so he directed um, The Descendants. Great movie. Sideways. Very famous movie. Another um, Paul Giamatti film. Yeah. Uh, Election. Mm-hmm. And about Schmidt. Yes. I'm also going to mention Downsizing. He was married to Sandra another... Oh. Sorry. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Oh. Okay. Interesting. It was. That's too bad. But good for Two him years, at the time. Right? years goodness that was that was that was quick um i'm gonna mention downsizing because downsizing was not a great film by any metric Mm -hmm. however it introduced me to hong chow and hong chow is fantastic she was also in the menu uh she's been in poker face uh she's she's a fantastic actress and i i would say that the directing (laughs) wasn't the thing i didn't enjoy uh about downsizing it was just such a far-fetched tale you know, yeah. um, but back to uh, the holdovers. It It's a great movie. You got to check it out. Uh, Devine Joy Randolph is fantastic in it. You may remember her from um, Murder, Only Murders in the Building. She plays a detective mm-hmm. that oh, comes yeah. and harasses them sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Dominic Sessa, I think this may be one of his first uh, big film projects, but he's great in it as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about this cast, <laughs> this film, everything about it. It's it's captivating. So that got my favorite movie of the year. Um, the other one was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Shout out to Turtle Soup. I've heard that movie's great. It is so great. I was discussing it with a coworker today, which is why I got a late addition to this list. Because um, one of my coworkers, she has a young son and she usually comes to me and says, hey, you know, I want to watch this movie with my kid. What do you think about this? And I said, well, you know, it's it's really good. However, it's really odd to think about because she's about the same age I am. How mm-hmm. when we were growing up in the 90s, you know, we couldn't listen to Nine Inch Nails. It was like devil music. And of right. course, Ice Cube, he's a he's a rapper. Oh, no, that's that's some hardcore cop killing music. And now we've got uh, Trent Reznor doing the uh, score for this Ninja Turtles film. And we have Ice Cube voicing the main villain of the film as well. 
it's just That's such so a weird funny. juxtaposition. But one thing that this uh, this movie did very well, aside from those two things, those are great too. Um, it actually had real teenagers voicing the Ninja Turtles, and those that kids really are so happens. cute. I've seen they clips are. of them talking about the movie, and they're adorable. Mm-hmm. Now, one of them got in a little bit of trouble, but uh, hopefully, you know, it's just him being young and what kind of hopefully. Trouble? I uh, said some stupid things online, oh, you know, okay. but yeah. he's legit a teenager. So hopefully he. Yeah, I, there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of room for that. It's like, OK, you need to grow the fuck up as long as it doesn't hurt someone. Hopefully. Right. Right. That's when I, I become what's going on here, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So nobody was harmed in, in his little tirade. Okay. But, you know, That's it's teenagers being teenagers. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> my choice, Iron Claw, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> I talked about it last week. I don't yes. feel the need to keep talking about it other than you need to see it. Um, go see it in theaters. Go buy it when it comes out on Blu-ray, DVD. I know I will. I can't wait. I want to rewatch it. Um, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I really am. Um, you said so many good things about it. The whole world's still going crazy about it. Uh, yeah. It's it- Kayla and I both walked out of that going, it's one of the best sports movies we've ever seen. That's cool. And one yeah. thing I didn't get a chance to mention last week, too, it's funny that, you know, you, you quantify it by saying it's one of the best sports movies you've ever seen. And it's an interesting phenomenon how you cannot give a fuck about a sport. Mm-hmm. But then you see a movie that really just encapsulates what it feels like to these characters, to these players as they're going through it. And it's like you're on the edge of your seat. Yeah, Any given absolutely. Sunday, you know, uh, all these other sports, all these other like football movies. I even throw I a Happy Gilmore about, in there. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't care about boxing, but I love Rocky, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ali, great film. Don't care. Yeah. But here we exactly. are. <laughs> so and there's I, enough. Um, you don't have to like or be interested in wrestling or really know anything about wrestling. Um, They even have like a moment in the movie where. One of the characters is like, isn't it all fake? And it's like, uh-huh. no, like it's, you know, and, and kind of explained wrestling in a really good way. So mm-hmm. that is even covered within the movie, you know, yeah. to the person who doesn't follow wrestling like myself and who goes, well, isn't it all planned and fake and everything? And it's like, well, it's not that simple. It's not that simple. And the, sh- the movie is a really good, like, il- at least of this era of wrestling. I know it's, like, probably very different now. But, like, a very good, like, w- way of showing how that world works. Mm. Yeah, that'll be incredibly interesting because, yeah, it's yeah. a lot different from those what they call territory days where different cities and states mm-hmm. used to have different groups of wrestlers uh, yeah. that were basically telling the same story. Yeah, you know. Why am I yeah. I'm telling you what you already know now? Jeez, see, look at me. I can't help I, myself. I mean, I- I kind of know that like peripherally about wrestling. Wrestling was huge when I was a kid. So I know some stuff about it, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. It goes through peaks and valleys. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're in a down period right now, but there's a lot of down stuff happening right now in the world of wrestling that yeah. we won't get into. Maybe, no. maybe we'll do an episode about wrestling where we'll touch on some of that stuff. But uh-huh. Not tonight. Tonight. Tonight is about the Lexi awards. So yes, Yes, yes. All right. Um, we're going to talk about games next. We're going to yeah. talk about games. We're going to get into... Man, I did not play a lot of games this year, so I feel like I, I'm slacking in this category. I don't you even know... know if this game came out this year. I think it... No, it did. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. It did. It did. Uh, <laughs> do you want to go ahead and give yours now? Yeah, I chose the Resident Evil 4 remake because that's like one of the only games I play, played this year. <laughs> <laughs> what made it special to you? I mean, I loved Resident Evil 4 back in the day. And to be able to revisit that in a new shiny package kind of thing and have some stuff updated, I thought it was I was so fun. It was very captivating. I enjoyed it a lot. I will say, uh, having not played the original version, really? that entire intro is so scary. Yeah. It's so great to experience when you get to the village. Oh my God. I didn't realize you never played the original. No, no, because it was on GameCube. And at that time I didn't have one and you know, it was a whole thing, but yeah. Oh, I played it it on the PS2. 
Yeah, it was a GameCube exclusive at first, and then it got yeah. ported to the PS2 when they realized they weren't going to make any money that way because no one had a GameCube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, very few people had a GameCube. And if they did, Super Smash Brothers Melee was just jammed in there, never mm-hmm. to be removed. So, yeah, they had to put it on PS2 to make some type of come up on it. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that's a great choice. It's critically acclaimed. I hear a lot of good things about it. Mm-hmm. I need to get back to it. But right now, my heart belongs to Alan Wake. So, I got to get into Alan Wake. I need mm-hmm. to. I need to do the first one so that I can play the second one as well. Yes, yes, it's quite. It's quite nail biting. It's quite frightening. But well, that's why I didn't finish playing. Okay, so I got the download for the first game. I think it came with my Xbox or something like that. I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah, I got a code. Um, so I have. It's not the remake or whatever. Like the remaster. It's the original. Mm-hmm. For the 360. So maybe it came with my old Xbox. Hmm. Either way. Um, yeah. So I got a digital code of that. And I started playing and I was too freaked. I couldn't do it. I had to stop. And now Kayla's like, I'll play, like, I'll watch you play it or I'll be there with you. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I can't do it by myself. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good yeah. stuff. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So uh yeah there were a lot of good games that came out this year but i had to give it to god of war valhalla this was and it's probably recency bias however this was a monumental release for a few reasons but mostly because it was announced a week before it came out god of war valhalla is story driven dlc for uh, God of War Ragnarok, um, which is also all, also already a fantastic game in its own right. Wait, so it's DLC? It's not a full game? It, it's not a full game. It's DLC. Okay. So this is okay. this is the type of game that could stand on its own, um, you know, as like a, as a downloadable game or digital only or whatever. Mm-hmm. However, they tied it directly into uh, Ragnarok because it basically gives closure on that story. Um, not only do I have no desire to spoil it for you, it's far too complicated to go into right now, (laughs) but basically, uh, Kratos goes up against, uh, Norse mythology, uh, and it's, it doesn't, it doesn't end well for many. Um, this game is so unique in the fact that it adds a roguelike gameplay element to an already established title. Where, are they uh, done with God of War then? I'm sorry. Are they done with that series then? Is this like the they'll end go back of that to series? it? Oh, okay. They'll go back to it. But in, in the first series of God of War games, of course, he took on Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this series, uh, God of War for PS4 and God of War Ragnarok for the PS5, he was taking on the the Norse mythology. So we don't know where he's going to go next. I don't think he's going to be fighting Jesus, but <laughs> something's going to happen. Probably, probably Egyptian lore. Who knows? We'll see. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this game, it just, it put a button on everything. Uh, it was very challenging, very hardcore. The fights feel so good. I mean, it's just, it's so natural. It's so, it's, it's such a fun game. That's the controls cool. are just spot on. They deserve a they deserve a round of applause for that, man. I mean, really, it was free DLC. It came out a week after they announced it. You couldn't be mad at it. You didn't have time to be mad at it. So, yeah, that gets my vote. That's that's cool. Yeah, I've never really gotten into those games. Um, I bought the first one mm-hmm. um, when it was on sale, and then I just forgot about it and didn't play it. <laughs> That's me. It's a good story. You just need time. You need time to just game. Just sit down and game. I really don't game a lot. And Kayla yeah. made a good point the other day. She was like, it's not because I don't like gaming or, you know, don't want to or whatever. But like we mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff together and she's not really into gaming. So it just kind of slips my mind. But she doesn't well, care. She's always like, I mean, go play. That, she's always like, oh, that sounds fun. Go do that. But like, I just I'm like, eh, we'll just watch a show or something. Yeah, because you want to do something with the person that you love. That makes complete sense. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, you have a full time job. Yeah, you have a full time, uh, you know, partner. And Mm -hmm. basically, you are traveling a lot now. So yeah, we do travel quite a bit. 
you've got a lot of things taking up your time. It's completely understandable that you don't have as much time as you used to to game. And that's fine. It'll be there when you're ready. Yeah. I feel like it's just going to take one game to really suck me in, though. And I'm going to be like, oh, mm. that's awesome. <laughs> a little guilty pleasure. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not even guilty. I wouldn't guilt. feel guilty playing. I'm not like a neglectful person when I play video games. It's not hard for me to be like, okay, I got to walk away for a minute or whatever, you know? Like, so. Yeah. Just enjoy. I would game a lot less, too, if, if D wasn't a gamer herself. So, right. I totally get yeah. it. All right, let's move on to TV shows. Uh, I went with, <laughs> man, I feel so bad. It took me so long to get up on this one, but I'm glad I finally dug in. You know, a lot of us have those Apple TV subscriptions from when we got like new Apple devices mm-hmm. or, you know, leftover from when Ted Lasso was still on and you just subscribed and it hasn't been canceled yet. <laughs> I highly recommend on Apple TV or Apple Plus, you go watch For All Mankind. There is a lot of sci-fi content on Apple and it all kind of blends together because you'll see a trailer before a show. It's like, okay, they're in space, but this time they're upside down. They're in space, but this time the plants are coming to kill them. This is firmly rooted in reality. It's light Mm -hmm. sci-fi. The only twist is- Ryan loves this show. Really? He's got, all right, well, he's got good taste. Yeah, yeah right. Um, <laughs> so the main premise is uh, we're at the beginning of the space race mm-hmm. in the 1960s. And the twist is Russia gets to the moon before America does. And so now we've got something to prove. It's not just like, hey, we were here first. Here's a flag. All right, see mm-hmm. you in 10, 20 years as we go back to Earth and just deal with whatever we're doing. No, it's basically, what if Russia got to the moon first and now the U.S. is trying to do everything they can to show that they are a bigger force in the universe yeah, a bigger power. than Russia. That's and crazy. it inspires so much ingenuity. And it actually is able to use real assets from NASA in the show as well. So it's got that authenticity to it. So um, the show plays out a full storyline every season, and then they jump to a new decade with the same characters, you know? And so we get to see how it progresses over time. So you're never in one place for too long. It's such a great storytelling uh, tactic, and the actors are fantastic. Everybody does a great job on the show. I guess I need to actually get like a a free Apple, Apple TV subscription i don't have it and like that's the thing run it for a few months or whatever i don't know however long they'll give me free it was like we discussed last episode you know you just get it for a couple months and you just catch up on what you want to see and then just take gambles on other stuff that you've heard about yeah um like we did that with paramount plus and we still have paramount plus because i threatened to cancel it and they were like do you want three months for a dollar and i was like sure (laughs) Okay, you know, <laughs> give me that. Give me but that. Yeah, I'll take it. Because we were we were watching a couple of shows on there. Anyway, mm-hmm. we just watched the Jersey Shore. That's the first time we've oh. ever watched it. It was really funny. Oh, <laughs> it's there's a show on there insane. called Women Who Kill. That's really I've good heard too. Of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. I talked about that last Lexi Awards, but yes, <sighs> yeah, okay. I remember you, you telling me about that. You uh, got a, you got a nice little trifecta. I have a here. list. Yeah, I do. So. My two favorite shows that I discovered this year that are current are The Bear, which I've talked about on the podcast, and Yellow Jackets, also talked about on the podcast. I love both of those shows. Watch them. If you can watch Yellow Jackets without knowing anything going into it, you should. That's the best way to watch that show. Um, The Bear is just, it's perfect. It's won all of these awards for good reason. You, You know, you see all of the actors winning awards. There's a, there's a reason for that. It's extremely, yeah. extremely good. The other show <laughs> that I wanted to bring up, we just watched like last week is the OA on Netflix. Okay. Wow. That show's really, really, really good. And it's incredibly frustrating that it was canceled. Like now I know why people are so pissed that that show mm. got canceled because mm. They could apparently they could have wrapped it up with one more season, but Netflix was like, we'll only give you like a movie, maybe. And they were like, no. But yeah, it's only two seasons. It's like 20 something episodes or less than 20 episodes. 
uh-huh. incredibly good. I highly recommend it. Um, okay. Even knowing that it doesn't have a full ending, it's still worth watching. It's still is it is it sci-fi or is it? <coughs> yes. Oh, it okay. has it has those elements to it for sure. Gotcha. It has a lot going on. It's very interesting. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Um, oh, one. I guess I don't know what category to put this in, but special shout out to the Doctor Who specials that came out around Christmas time. I'd say TV. Like that's a TV they show. Were fucking mind blowing. Like they were. So I still good. need to watch them. They're on Disney, right? I don't care. If you haven't watched Doctor Who since David Tennant left the show, mm-hmm. you can watch these specials. You will enjoy them immensely. They give you everything you need from start to finish. I love it so much. I got the physical copy of it all the way from the UK. I ordered this special because I had to own it. They had a steel book. Yeah. It's got the Doctor and Donna on the cover of it. I'm telling you, Lex. Neil Patrick Harris turns in a career-defining performance as Damn. the toy maker. It's so good. It is so good. I can't wait to see more of Shudi Gatwa as the as the doctor is, when he comes. Is in. that like a good starting point at that at this point? Like, can you just go watch those, or do you uh, need to like go catch up on something again? No, you just go into those specials. If you if okay. you had are you if you are a lapsed Who fan like I am, yeah, yeah, you'll yeah, they, I am for sure. They just welcome you right in. Just just I check feel it out. bad that I lapsed with um, Jody in particular. I, I kind of did with Peter Capaldi as well, though, you know? Yeah, he was a little bit of a harder edge doctor and not in a, yeah. not in a good way. He was just kind of mean. So I'm like, eh, I don't want to watch this old man be mean to people. Yeah, it wasn't so. my favorite. <laughs> yeah, but no, this one this one recaptures that magic that I, I just admired so much from that era. Yeah. Yeah, I need to watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Music or album. Yes. What you got? Um, so I listened to a lot of the 1975s being funny in a foreign language. So I wanted to point that out, but it technically, I think, came out in 2022. So mm-hmm. my album of 2023 was Fallout Boys, So Much for Stardust. Oh. It's so good. It's the best Fallout Boy, Fallout Boy record they've put out in years. It's incredible. I highly, highly recommend it. I will have to give it a listen. Yeah. I mean, if you like Fallout Boy, obviously. But like if you like early Fallout Boy, that's they're capturing some of that while ha- still having like a more modern sound to them, if that makes sense. It's kind okay. of like a, you know, getting some of the more modern feel that they have on their more recent records while going back to that older sound. Mm. I do like older Fallout Boy. So yeah, that that's a, that's a good selling point for me. Yeah, I think I think if you like older Fallout Boy, because I I didn't listen to them for a while. Like I had the albums that I liked, and I kind of was done. Um, but this new album is insane. It's so good. What you got? I chose uh, an album that's very special to me. Um, Michael by Killer Mike. Now, you know, for the past several years, Killer Mike has been half of Run the Jewels. Him and LP have done a fantastic job of redefining what it means to be a rap duo. Uh, they've been captivating millions. Uh, I have other thoughts about that that I will share with you off mic so we can Ooh. discuss if it's appropriate to <laughs> talk about on an episode. Beeping but out everything. At the crux of it all, um, Killer Mike has always been outspoken about uh, his his personal beliefs. Um about the black community, about standing on your own two feet, about religion and about family. And he pours all of that feeling into this album. And it's just so wonderfully, wonderfully crafted. If you're a fan of Run the Jewels and you're looking for that here, it's not as jokey as that. It's not as uh, freewheeling as that. It's a very personal album. Um, it's it's nowhere near the, the level of personal that Andre 3000 went to this year, you know, uh, it is still a rap album, but there's a lot of gospel yeah. layered on, layered behind that rap. That's cool. As he talks about different experiences and different, you know, feelings he has, and it it is a huge success. Every minute of it, 
specifically the track um, Scientists and Engineers, mm-hmm. where he has invited Andre 3000 on to spit a verse that is possibly the most captivating I've ever heard Andre 3000 be on a song. Because the hmm. way that he he layers his rhythm and the lyrics in such a way that they're just off kilter from one another until the very end of his verse where it all comes together and it syncs up. And it will mess with your mind the first time you hear it. And you almost have to read the lyrics along with it to really grasp what he's getting oh. at because there's so much wordplay involved. It's a brilliant... That's impressive. It's a brilliant verse. And... Huh. The whole album is just great. But that in particular, this is the shining song right here. This is one of my favorites, and I highly recommend it. Um, he did a signing in Chicago around the time that the album came out. And uh, I was lucky enough to grab one of the vinyls. And uh, yeah, really happy about that. This is a great That's album. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. gets my vote. I'll have to give that one a listen. <laughs> that sounds great. For sure. I mean, I listen to Run the Jewels because of you. So I'll have to listen to this as well. Like because of your recommendations, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. On. All right. Our last category. Podcast. Last category. The last ever Lexi Awards. Oh, that's podcast. weird. Yeah. I know. That feels sad. I don't like that. Let's 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 not. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Silly stuff. Uh <laughs> yeah. Uh, what'd you choose for uh, your favorite this year? My favorite podcast I've discovered, I've literally listened to every episode of it. It's so good, is Closet Confessions. So this podcast is um, two women who are – I mean, they literally say the premise in the beginning of the show. They come into um, one of the hosts' uh, closet, and they are (laughs) confessing things and um they also read confessions that people send in and then offer advice they the hosts they feel like your big sister um in a they're gonna tell it to you straight they'll give real advice they're hilarious i have i have burst into laughter Mm. more with this podcast than i have in any other in years it's okay it's incredibly funny um, it's an, it's brilliant. It's so well done. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. I'm happy that I have the opportunity to just bring it up on the show in hopes that other, someone else will give it a listen. Uh, it's pretty digestible too. They have their regular episodes that are 40 minutes long or so. And then they have mini episodes in mm-hmm. between that are 10 minutes, 20 minutes maybe or whatever. So you can burn through it pretty quickly. Um, it's, it's amazing. Just, you just have to like, listen to it to fully get how brilliant they are. And they're so funny. Oh my God. They're so fucking funny. I'm always looking for something new to listen to. So I'll, get, I'll definitely give that a shot. Yeah. I think you truly will love it. That's cool. Mine. Um, <laughs> I've discovered that quest love of the roots is a better interviewer than Jimmy Fallon. Is he really? Well, that doesn't surprise me. (laughs) You know why? Because he's actually friends with all of these musicians and performers. That's why (laughs) that that makes sense. And he is a likable guy. That's why, Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying Jimmy Fallon's like a total heel or anything, but you know, doing a, a show like that every night for years, It'll probably burn you out and you're going to be phoning it in sometimes. But no, Questlove, Questlove is very, he has a, he has a very interesting brain. Um, He has a lot of love for the music industry and for musicians. And he has conversations with these musicians and he does it on his podcast, Questlove Supreme, which I can't recommend enough. It's great. It's endearing. He's a nice guy. That's a great title too. Love Supreme. Yeah. Love Supreme. That's fantastic. <laughs> he gets he gets such great answers out of people because he asks such unique questions on the show. He had a conversation with Andre 3000 and he had him like genuinely laughing a few times and, you know, just really reminiscing and thinking about things about his life. 
of course, um, like like most good musicians that were popular around that era, he has a print story, uh, Andre 3000, on this recent episode, and he goes into great detail about it. And that's another thing. He uh, Questlove just knows how to let his interviewees just kind of go and not interrupt, you know? Oh, he knows yeah. how to let the conversation breathe. And that's that's a skill. That's a real skill right there. Yeah, that's hard so to that's do. So that's good. Mm-hmm. It really is. I think Mark uh, so Marin is good at that too. Just so. Mark Marin is good at that, but sometimes he'll have to throw in like a really good jab. <laughs> he can't resist. Yeah, he can't resist putting right. in that you're jab. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he laughs at himself like, oh, that was dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's good too. I like I like Marin. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, that love, sounds interesting. There's there's one story in particular. I don't know if it was part of this podcast, but I heard it very recently. Just Google Questlove Patty LaBelle. And Questlove oh. tells a story about him meeting Patty LaBelle. Uh, and it's just hilarious. I'll send you the link after we're through, but okay. it's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So that's it. Those are the Lexi Awards for 2023. Yeah. And it technically is. The last one. Right, we'll talk about that. Congratulations to all our winners, everybody. <laughs> Give yourself a big round of applause and a hug. You know, kiss a loved one and all that good stuff. Consensually only. Because cool. <laughs> Be cool. <laughs> I was gonna say that goes without saying, but no, let's let's go ahead and make no, that clear. No, it doesn't. Clear. It doesn't. Let's make that clear. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right, just a couple stories to finish us off here, and we'll get out your way. Have you heard about this new Mike Judge show that's on Peacock? The Claymation one? Yes. Yeah, I have heard of that. I've been meaning to talk to you about this. It's called In the Know. I haven't like seen you said, it. it's partial Claymation. I think it just started. I think it just oh, okay. uh, was released. I wasn't um, sure if it was. But it's ironically about a podcast host, and <laughs> he interviews celebrities who are real people but he's made of clay for some reason it's very strange i can't mm. wait because it's a mike judge project and i want him to succeed again because i love mike judge yeah yeah i i'm still i'm still waiting for king of the hill i'm still waiting i'm always yeah waiting. it's kind of in limbo right now i mean they've apparently recorded the lines for it i hope maybe it's just being animated and that's what we're Gale waiting on past that's what that's what I think might have slowed it down a bit. Yeah, he, he yeah. Lose I, one of the core members of the show. True. Cast members. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a sad thing that he's gone, <laughs> but they have replaced other cast members uh, vo- their, for their voices. Obviously, yeah. Luann because uh, she uh, she passed away a long time ago. Brittany Murphy. Well, um, not while the show was airing. No, no, no. Yeah, but you know. I figured they were going to write Luann out, just kind of have her be like off, you know, doing something else. But Dale, you can't not have Dale. No, Dale's Dale's a core member of the crew. There's a guy. I mean, there's a ton of guys on TikTok who can do a great Dale impression. So I'm sure they have a deep well to pull from. You know, replacing one of the main characters of a cartoon has always been a little bit of a weird thing um, yeah kind of you know they always sound a little off but we've we've seen success lately with rick and morty so yeah, that's true you know we we're we're probably going to see some successful king of the hill as well let's see what happens so this yeah the new show, i'm not a huge fan of claymation though hmm. it's just i don't know it's not something i always love yeah i it's hear you creepy. i mean they Claymation hasn't really given you a reason to be a fan of it in the past several years. That's for sure. You know, we've gotten what Kubo on the two strings. Remember, I couldn't remember how many strings it was. Take that y'all two. It was two two strings. Two. Did you make that up? (laughs) Maybe. It sounds like you made that up. I don't know if I believe you. I'm pretty sure it's two. And you're, you are correct. It is. Yes. Two strings. I really wanted it to be like four or something like that. (laughs) That wouldn't be as impressive. That's like <laughs> no, but it would be funnier. I'm looking at it. I'm literally looking at a ukulele right now with four strings. That would be like, oh, okay, so it's just a regular guitar. Kubo, what the fuck? Kubo, I don't know about his guitar. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even um, know if it's like a boy. So yeah, Kubo, Coraline, 
Um, that oh, I got a real good one for you. I I think we've talked about this. Please stop me if we've talked about this. The Pinocchio movie on Netflix. Yeah, from, uh, Guillermo. I del haven't Toro? watched it yet. Yeah, I know. You, you did, yeah, you have talked talked that one up. A lot of people have talked that one up. Guess what? That's my third favorite movie this year. There you go. That's a trifecta. Was that 2022 though? Um, I saw it this year, so it's on my okay. list. That one. <laughs> it's good. It's real good. You you'll forget you'll oh my god, why am I talking why am I talking like that? You'll forget that it's claymation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time I said that word to you? I got real comfortable. I was like, ah, mm. that was so funny that's still one of my favorite moments on this podcast and you were like i've cut that i'm like please don't i promise i'll never say it i know that you saying it is not a pass for me to say anything <laughs> it was just so like <laughs> organic it was so it funny was so it was funny. great <laughs> so yeah pinocchio there's the most recent I can think of, but yeah, they've been, they've been trying, they, they're trying to get you. Don't worry. They'll get you eventually. Yeah. Have you heard about this game, this video game, pal world that's been <gasps> making the rounds lately? Is that that Pokemon with AK 47s game? Yes. I actually so, do know about that. one. <laughs> You're, you sounded very surprised and you rightfully so. I thought the idea it, of Pikachu having an AK 47 <laughs> sounds really funny. There's so much more. There's just so much nefarious shit about this game. Like, so what you said right there, that should be enough to turn anybody off. But guess what? This is 2024. It did the exact opposite. This is one of the highest selling games on Steam now. And it's not even officially out Something is out wrong yet. with people. Because people for years have been begging for Pokemon to do something different and apparently Pokemon with guns is enough. Pokemon, no. but Pokemon is for children. And so it should it be out. pure and fine. I'm looking at pictures. Why are they these children? Why are they doing because this? these children have grown into jaded adults. These Pokemon children <laughs> no. have grown up, Lex. They want If you're more. a jaded adult and you can't enjoy regular Pokemon, then Pokemon's not for you anymore. These are jaded adults and people that grew up with tra- with happy tree friends. Okay. They want some cartoon oh mayhem. That's what they want right now. So this game is awful. I want to preface what I'm about to say with that. Because some of the things like I'm going to say. Good. It's not good. It's good. Some of the things I'm going to say will sound complimentary. And yes, there are certain <laughs> aspects that they ass backwards went into okay. that are pretty cool. So the game is not just a knockoff of Pokemon. The game is also a knockoff of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh, love it. Those have been <laughs> plentiful. <laughs> yes, lately. but this one, this one does it in just su- such 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 an Pokemon? invasive way. Is that what you do? You hunt Pokemon. You hunt, you hunt Pokemon. You hunt them down. You cook them. Okay, and you eat them. Oh and you, no! And you feed them not. to other ones. You don't see any of you this. You feed them to their friends. You do. No. <laughs> there's a there's also a glitch in the game where you can catch a person as well. <laughs> And feed a per- feed. I feed a person to a Pokemon, but I'm not feeding a Pokemon to another Pokemon. That's wrong. That's just wrong. That's why you draw the line. Um, I'm not eating first, a Pokemon. I need a person. Wait. There's there's not enough. Okay, so the game basically is an open world MMO feel type of game. So yeah. there's a lot of loose rules, but then there's a lot of stuff that it lets you do that it really shouldn't. The first human being that I encountered after I woke up on a beach, which is, yes, another knockoff of uh, of Breath of the Wild when you wake up underground. Um, Also Animal Crossing. Thank you very much. Also Animal Crossing. (laughs) So the first person I actually encountered, they're like, hey, you know, welcome to the island. Be careful. I killed this person. I was able to do it. (laughs) You remember how I said that it was a a knockoff of Pokemon and Breath of the Wild? Yeah. There's a little bit of Red Dead Redemption in there, too. Lex, I got a wanted level. Oh, shit. But wait, how did you kill them? <laughs> with you wake my up bare with hands. Them? Oh, God. With my knuckles. I oh, punched the I hate fuck that. out of them. Yes, it's awful. It's awful. That's what I'm saying. Some of these things. It'd be funny like, if you, oh, like, man, if like, you were like, I put a pillow over his head. And you're like, <laughs> why do you have a pillow? Where did you get a pillow? So in the first, like, 
I had an elaborate hour. machine that I had. Cause I didn't, <laughs> I didn't play it that long and I'll, I'll tell you why in a moment, but for the hour that I played it, I was able to craft some armor where one of my sleeves was gone, kind of like Link. I was able to craft a glider, kind of like Link. Okay. <laughs> I set up a, a camp. You can put these Pokemon to work, right? So I had some of them Slavery? digging for ore. Yes. You have slavery in this Pokemon game too? Put these what? Pokemon it's not Pokemon. That, no. Nothing about this is right. This these is wrong. Pals. We'll call them pals. Yes, that's that's how they refer to them. You catch them in pal balls, Lex. <laughs> so it's kind of badass, right? So you know on Pokemon where it's like, okay, you have to go to the menu and select the ball and then throw it or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is like an FPS where you are armed with Pokeballs you can select and you can throw them at like three and four of these fuckers at a time and kind of hedge your bets. Like, all right, I need one of these. Let me throw four balls at them and see which one actually accepts, you know, the mm. capture. Interesting. Like I said, little tiny things in there are cool, but everything else sucks. The company sucks because they're using AI to basically copy these Pokemon. Of course. Um, what else? The guy is a big crypto bro. Uh, that's the CEO of the company. So, yeah, that's, you know, Everything's gross. AI now. How is it suddenly all AI? <laughs> that seems like that's the silver bullet. People think that AI is the solution. When in actuality, if they keep firing all the artists, the AI isn't going to have anything to steal from Right. Anymore. Right. Because that's all it is. Just stealing from other people's shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's a new scam. (laughs) A little side note. There's a new scam now where they have a prosthetic finger that you can wear like a ring on your hand because, you know, AI can't generate hands correctly. So they say if you're going to commit a crime, wear this prosthetic finger on your ring finger. (laughs) <laughs> and make it look like you have more fingers and you can go, oh, see, right there. That's AI. That's not me. I'm going to wear ET <laughs> while I commit crime. <laughs> oh, they'd lock you up. They'd know, like, oh, yeah, that's Lex. She's just fucking with Matt again. Uh. <laughs> yeah. ET fingers again? What the fuck? <laughs> the cops are like, why is everyone wearing ET fingers? It's AI. It's not. It's a, no, it's just AI. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, yeah. So, Power World is a, is a steaming pile of crap. But the reason I said that it's gonna—I I only played it for an hour, and I'll never play okay. it again. <laughs> it's available on Game Pass. Do not try it, people. It's available on Game Pass. I was gonna say you bought this game. That makes way. Oh more god, sense. no! You can buy no, it on Steam. They're they're charging like twenty five bucks for it on Steam, but it's it's on Game Pass right now as well. Um, the fan of my Xbox sounded like my old ps2 like a jet engine about to take off for that game for that game is it the I'm ai like, how is this i don't know like so, it was something was pushing the hell out of my xbox has it been and doing thought, that with anything else that's what i thought too i'm like okay maybe it's a coincidence but no i started up maybe five different games in my collection just to compare mm-hmm. and none of them made the xbox make that sound it's the ai it's up, the robots Quantum Realm, which is a, a game by Remedy, I, the same people yeah. who made Alan Wake. Yeah, I like that game. And it's it's got Percy. He's good, you know. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, it's got a uh, not Percy. It's not. He's not in there. It no, it's Aaron, it's uh Sean Ashmore, Aaron Ashmore. Sean it's, Ashmore. It's a uh, Iceman. Yes, yeah. it's got Bobby Drake in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're getting way off topic here. He uh, it's it's a great game, but it's graphically intense. It mm-hmm. was silent. Silent as a it's fart in the wind. Gotta be the AI, man. Gotta be. It's that AI, man. Which what mm-hmm. the fuck? Something was pushing it. Little cartoon fucking animals fighting each other and digging for gold and eating one another. Oh, I it just it. it was too. Is much it an for online game? Uh, you can play multiplayer, but you don't have to. Okay, I hate yeah. everything about that. I'm never gonna. Yeah, play it's, it. it's awful. Worry. It's a terrible. I don't even you have Game Pass dirty. anymore because I'm not playing it enough. So that helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You will feel dirty if you play this game. That's all I'm saying, because I felt gross. Yeah, it sounds disgusting. I'm good. Yeah. Hard pass. Mm-hmm. Not game pass, hard pass. <laughs> so that's the scoop on Pal World. And that's all I got. Yeah, same here. Thank you for joining us again, everyone. Thank you for the Lexi Awards. Oh, I forgot to mention, Kayla loved Troy Savon's album. She wanted me to bring that up. 
choice of that. It's mm. very good. It's very, very good. What genre is Troye Sivan? Uh, pop. Just okay. It's just a pop record. It's really good. It's got. It's very catchy. I'm sure you've heard some of it on TikTok. Popular music. Oh, I'm sure I've heard it on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that's where all the music comes from now. Yeah, his new record's very good. Oh, it's Troy with an E at the end. That's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I'll check him out. Yeah, Kayla's got good taste. Yes. That, oh, yeah, she does. If she gives a recommendation, it's solid. That's true. She recommends yeah. you, so she's got good taste. <laughs> Sometimes. I'm <laughs> Sometimes. I'm giving you the easiest layup in the world for a compliment. You're like, eh. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, I guess. <laughs> well, folks, thank you for joining us for another episode of Lex and Matt. As always, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other.